Hello and welcome to the Down to the Wire podcast. My name is Rune Shunker, host, staff writer, and play-by-play announcer for DHSPress.com. Go to DHSPress.com and get some incredible articles. Jetta Johnston wrote one on the third annual Adopt-A-Survivor event. And then Morgan Fisher wrote about what it was like to be a first-time voter in the 2020 primaries. They're great pieces. Go check them out. Listen, guys, we're talking about the Capitals today. The Capitals, if you looked at their cap-friendly page, they are very, very close to being over the cap. But listen, let me tell you. They've got the best salary cap people in the league. We'll get into that more on the episode. But before that, bookkeeping is hard. There's no way around it. It's tedious, time-consuming, and often difficult work. Why should you spend your weekends working on balance sheets and looking at income statements and bank reconciliations when you can go on over to Lori Christ and have it done for you? All for one low monthly fee to get your bookkeeping done. For one low fee, call 703-304-5173. Once again, that's 703-304-5173, the Christ County Group. Monthly bookkeeping made simple. This week, we are talking about the Capitals and their moves at the trade deadline. So, before all that, let's get some music. The Capitals are bad right now. They're swooning. Since January 25th, the last month, since we're recording this on February 25th, they ranked 23rd in expected goals percentage. Their defense looks bad. They're giving up breakaways all the time. Since January 25th, they're 25th in the NHL in points percentage. There's only 31 teams in the NHL. Being 25th is not where you want to be right now. They're bad. They're in first place, but they've got to turn it around really, really fast, or else it's going to be a quick playoff exit for this team. Lucky for them. General Manager Brian McClellan worked his magic at the trade deadline once again. Let's start with the first trade they made, made, getting Brendan Dillon from the San Jose Sharks for a second rounder and a conditional third rounder. Let's start with what Dillon isn't. He's not going to be a huge offensive threat, and that's okay. The Capitals have enough of those. What Dylan is, is a strong, physical, net front presence. He is 6'4", 225. I mean, we saw it in that fight against Evgeny Malkin where he just started pummeling the Russian second-line center for the Penguins. Now, it hasn't been great for him in a very small sample size with DC so far, but he's been partnered with John Carlson, who hasn't been good at all. In the last month, even before Dylan arrived, John Carlson has just been controlling 45% of the expected goals, which isn't good. He's become a liability defensively, and his offensive output isn't making up for it right now. Now, Carlson has a track record of being good, and he should get back to that point sooner rather than later. Dylan fits well with Carlson mainly because of this. He has experience playing with people like Carlson before. He played with uh, Brent Burns in San Jose and at times even with Eric Carlson in San Jose playing on that left side, allowing them to be wizards offensively while he kind of stayed at home and was more traditionally uh, protecting the net. The Capitals needed help on defense. Like I said, they were giving up a bunch of breakaways. They weren't able to find a consistent partner for uh, John Carlson because Michael Kempney hasn't looked great returning from that injury. And... Dylan gives them that opportunity to get more physical, and this is something that Brian McClellan loves. He loves having physical guys who finish checks and hit uh, the other players a lot. 
You think of Garnet Hathaway on the fourth line, Ratko Gudis on the third defensive pairing. Now Brendan Dillon, TJ Oshie's a guy who likes to lay a track, Alex Ovechkin, Tom Wilson. This is a physical team, and Dylan adds to that, and it looks like he's a great presence in the locker room as well. After their recent win over the Penguins, he was wearing the Nationals cap that they give to, the Nationals uh, batting helmet that they give to the best player from every game. They only gave up a second rounder and a third rounder. Listen, if you're in the NHL and you're where the Capitals are, a late second rounder is basically an early third rounder, and a late third rounder is basically an early fourth rounder. There's not a lot of value in those picks, especially when you're on a team with the Capitals that doesn't need those picks right now. Ovian Backstrom aren't getting any younger, and you need to maximize their prime as much as possible. They didn't give up much for Dylan, and he's going to be a stabilizing presence for them in the playoffs, especially in those tight playoff series. That's where he's really going to shine. Let's get to the next trade they made, Ilya Kovalchuk. Now, if this was 10 years ago, they just got one of the best players in the league in Kovalchuk. Right now, it's still a really, really good move because when you look at it, they gave up a third rounder. They had two of those from this year's draft, so they didn't really lose much. Kovalchuk got signed a huge contract with the Kings, but to be honest, they put him in a really bad situation where he was surrounded by bad players, and eventually he got benched and kind of stopped caring at one point. He got bought out by them and then went to the Canadians. And since then, he's been really, really good. Another note, the Capitals only have to pay 50% of Kovalchuk's salary because the Canadians who made this trade took 50%, and that's partly why you gave that third rounder because otherwise you probably can't fit him under the cap. Once again, that bookkeeping that Laurie Chris is telling you guys about. 22 games with the Canadians. That's a pretty decent sample size so far. 57% of the high-danger scoring chances have been for his team at that time. 59% of expected goals. And 65% of all goals scored are by his team when he is on the ice. Those are phenomenal numbers. That shows both an ability to get quantity in scoring chances and quality in scoring chances, which he's doing both of. And with his shot, which still is there even with age, he's a dynamic player. This is a great trade for him. He's probably going to slot in on that third line where Richard Panic is right now. Listen, that third line was expected to be a monster. It has been in the past. You look at when the Caps won the Cup, it was the third line of uh, Burakovsky, Eller, and Connolly that really propelled them. Last year, Connolly was there, but instead of Burakovsky, you had Haglin, and that was the line that was really uh, the dynamic one after the top two lines, which you expect. You need to have four lines that score consistently to win in the playoffs, and this trade gives the Capitals that opportunity. Now, it's not a perfect trade. Kovalchuk's old. He's going to be slow, and... This is another. This is a slow team in general that gets a little bit more logged down. I expect him to see some minutes on the second power play unit, maybe replace, probably replacing Richard Panic a little bit, and um, he could be a defensive liability. But when you look at the stats, he's really shown that he's able to control play, and that's a very, very good sign for the Capitals as they try to make a playoff run. This is the kind of trade that you look back on maybe three, four months from now and realize, oh man. That was a big one because he scored that big game in a random playoff game that was huge to break the ice because you need depth guys. Your top guys are going to do what they do. And after that, it's about making sure you maximize production from second and third tier players. Uh, they made a third trade where they shipped out Christian Juice for Daniel Sprong in Anaheim. That's not a huge deal. I just want to take a quick second to appreciate Juice's value. The Capitals just have too many left-hand defensemen. I mean, you just think about Jonas Siegenthaler, Michael Kempney, Brendan Dillon is acquired now. Uh, Martin Fehervari, 
uh, Alexei Alexiev, who was recently drafted in the first round, Lucas Johansson, who was a highly touted prospect. They just have a lot of left-hand defensemen in the system, and so they had to ship one out, and uh, Sprong is a guy who has a lot of physical talents, hasn't really put it together yet, so you hope that he could probably do something. Uh, thank you for the cup, Christian Juice. Uh, you were a huge contributor on that third line pairing with Brooks Orpic, and your contributions will never be forgotten. There's a cup with your name on it, and I'd like to say that your juice is officially loose. Thank you for listening to the Down to the Wire podcast. My name is Bruin Shunker. Let's see what the Capitals do. Continuing, go to dhspress.com and follow me at Shunker on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Thank you.